Welcome to Britt David Podcast as Pastor Tim continues his series from Luke chapter 11, verse 3, entitled, The Provision of Prayer. Although we do not want to treat God as a cosmic Santa Claus hopping up on his lap just to deliver our wish list, it is okay to ask for things in prayer. In fact, Jesus invites us to do just that. He said, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. So today, we focus on the portion of the model prayer that reads, Give us, day by day, our daily bread. Here's Pastor Tim. Digging into the model prayer as it's delivered to us by Luke. And we, we now are in the fourth week of that and uh, have, uh, have looked at the person of prayer already. Our Father in heaven, we understand that that's to whom we address our prayer. It's not just talking to the air. It's talking to Him, the God of Abraham, of Isaac, and of Jacob. Then we looked at the, at the praise of prayer. When I could get my focus on the Father in heaven, when I could get my focus on Him and who He is, then I can't help but begin to praise Him in prayer. And so we move into that line where he says, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. And it's not a declaration so much as it is a request. It's not just saying your name is hallowed. It's a request of saying, God, let your name be hallowed. Let your name be treated as special. And then we begin to focus on his name. Maybe you even focus on, we, we looked at that, uh, that particular week, some of those names of God uh, that are delivered for us. Maybe you focus in on Jehovah Jireh. He is God, my provider. Rem- remembering the time when God provided the, the ram in the thicket for Abraham. I guess really he provided it for Isaac, didn't he? And then we moved into the purpose of prayer. If I'm focused on who God is and who it is that I'm addressing, who I'm talking to, you know, not the man upstairs, talking to the creator and the sustainer of all things, the one true living God, it's Him now that I have praised and and given everything that I've got in my heart to exalt Him and magnify Him for who He is. I have hallowed His name even if nobody else will. That turned to the purpose of prayer. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We don't want our will in the mix of that. If he really is the king, if he really is God, if he really is my provider, then I come to a point simply of giving up my wish list, of giving up my own agenda, and simply saying, God, I want, I want what is your will to now be my will. I, I, want, I want your rule over my life so that what you say is yes is to me a yes. And what you say is a no is to me a no. And so I yield to him in that way. And then when I do that, I'm ready for the provision of prayer. I understand that God is indeed my provider, as He is many other things. And so I give to Him my 
personal request. And that's what we find in verse number 3 tonight. The provision of prayer is a prayer of supplication. Give us day by day our daily bread. Supplication carries with it the idea of asking. Simply asking. Now, our prayer life obviously should not simply be consumed by all of the things that we want and continually asking for things. But I want you to know that there's not anything wrong with asking. And there's not even anything wrong with asking personally for things. The words ask, asked, asks, asking, all of those kind of ask words. You know they're found 280 times in your Bible? It's kind of an important subject, isn't it? In fact, for prayer, the one word that we use as prayer, the New Testament gives it five different words. And almost all of them have their basis somewhere in the idea of asking. In fact, in Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, he uses three, and and I'll give you this from your English if you remember, three present tense verbs. What that means is, is that it is continual action. It's something that is continually happening. And so Jesus said to ask, and to seek, and to knock. As you read through that text, if a, if a person in the first century is, is getting that, that Bible and they're reading from Matthew's Gospel and they, and they get to the Sermon on the Mount and they read it, what they're reading is, keep on asking, keep on seeking, keep on knocking, ask. Yeah, there's an easy way to remember that, isn't it? Ask, seek, knock. A-S-K, right? It means to ask. Ask Him for the things that you need. It's okay to ask God in prayer. But a parallel truth that we need right here at the very beginning is to understand that not only is supplication about asking, supplication is also about answering. We don't pray to hear ourselves talk. We don't don't ask expecting to hear nothing in return. We ask to be answered. And so the Bible is filled with so many wonderful promises concerning answers to prayer. For example, the Bible says, call on me and I will answer you. It's one of my very favorite promises to come back to the Lord. You said, ask and I will answer you. Call unto me and I will answer you. Jesus said from that Sermon on the Mount, ask and it will be given to you. Seek. And you will find, knock, and it will be open to you. He says this. He says, Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that it cannot save, nor is ear heavy that it cannot hear. He can hear. And He can act. It seems to me that when we come to Luke chapter number 11, that one of the primary reasons in verse number 1 why they would say, Lord, teach us to pray as John taught his disciples was because they saw answers to Jesus' prayers. So if we too are looking for truth concerning the asking and answering of prayer, then we need to turn our attention to Luke chapter 11 and verse number 3. There are three specific things I want you to see out of this passage today. 
about the asking and the answering of prayer. Number one, I want you to know that answered prayer has a source. Answered prayer has a source. When he says, give us, it implies that he is asking, and it implies that he is asking in anticipation of an answer. So where's the answer going to come from? Is he, is he simply talking to the universe and, and, expecting, and expecting some answer to come out of nowhere? No, we go right back to the very beginning of our prayer. We're talking to our Father in heaven. Jesus said, if you, being evil by the way, if you being evil, if you know how to give good gifts to your children, how then will God not give you good things. I would remind you tonight, just in case you may have forgotten, that God loves you. And He loves spending time with you. And He loves hearing from you. He loves even hearing your needs, especially when He already knows what those needs are. So it just reminds me that answered prayer has a source, and that source is God. It's not luck, it's not consequence, it's not the result of of good strategy. When we pray, we are seeking divine answers. I want to know what God wants to do. I want an answer from heaven where my Father resides. It may seem to be a very simple thought to some people, but it's one that is so profound. God answers prayer. He answers prayer. He is interested in answering prayer. He promises to answer prayer. And so you need to know that you're talking directly to the source. The creator and the sustainer of the universe listens to you. And he promises to answer whenever you call. That's why it seems absurd to hear someone who has tried everything else to finally admit. Well, I guess I should... Just pray, you know, just pray. You're talking to the one who is omnipotent. Just pray. You're talking to the one who owns the cattle on a thousand hills. Just pray. You're talking to the one who loves you so much that he died so that you would be in his family. Just pray. He is listening And wants to answer. In fact, I would say that he has been waiting for you to ask. Knowing that you had those needs. Answered prayer has a source and that source is God. Number two. I want you to see tonight that answered prayer has seasons. Not only does he say, give us in asking the Father, for something. But he says, give us day by day. Every day is an adventure with God. You know, every day is. Now, there's some people who prefer to live life in the future. They're always looking forward to what might be. They're always looking forward uh, because they, you know, they're optimistic because everything seems to be filled with potential. 
They live in the future so much that they miss out on what's going on in the present. There's some who live in the past. And it's past victories, past failures too, that become the driving force of that person's life, the focus of what they're doing, either in something good that they want to add on to or something that they simply want to make up for. You know, one of my favorite coaches of all time is Sparky Anderson. (laughs) Sparky Anderson was inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame. A reporter asked him why he chose to wear a Reds cap. Well, for one thing, he won two World Series with them, you know. But uh, besides that, when Sparky Anderson was fired, he was fired in in an abrupt and very ugly way. And so the reporter's question was, basically, since your firing was so terrible, why would you represent them? Sparky Anderson said this, I have my faults, but living in the past is not one of them. There's no future in it. (laughs) That's a pretty good way to say it, isn't it? I I don't want to be shackled. It's certainly not with my faults. But I don't want to even be shackled with my victories. Because God's got something else. Remember when David slew the bear? What if for the rest of David's life, all he could talk about was the bear? Then we would never get to the giant. We'd never get to anything else. Just focused on the bear. Hey, y'all remember I... I slew that bear, right? <laughs> yeah, we know. How many times we got to hear this story, you know? Can't focus on those things. It is day by day. Every day with Jesus is an adventure. And my prayer life has seasons as well. By the way, Sean will know this. Jim will know this for sure. There's a lady named Caroline Sandale who wrote a beautiful hymn that's called Day by Day. Sendale was a pastor's daughter. When she was 26 years old, she accompanied her father on a trip, on a boat. And on that trip, there was a sudden lurch in in the boat and in the waves, and her father fell over and drowned. And this is the song that she writes as a result of that. Day by day and with each passing moment, strength I find to meet my trials here. Trusting in my Father's wise bestowment, I've no cause for worry or for fear. He whose heart is kind beyond all measure, give unto each day what he deems best. Lovingly, it's part of pain and pleasure, mingling toil with peace and rest. Day by day, God gives you what you need. Day by day, God gives you grace. Day by day, God gives you mercy. Day by day, He gives you what you need. And so they're asking Him, our Father in heaven, give us. We're asking you. We're asking you to provide our needs. We're asking you to provide our needs for today. 
have more to say about this, but it just simply reminds me of the Hebrews' time in the wilderness where day by day, God sent them manna. Just enough for that day, you know? If they, if they got greedy like we talked about this morning, they went out there and they, and they gathered up a whole bunch, then it spoiled the next day. If they didn't believe it and they didn't go, they just wouldn't have enough for that day. Join us tomorrow as Pastor Tim continues his message from Luke chapter 11, verse 3. Pastor Tim would love to connect and share with you about a personal relationship with Jesus Christ and how you can know that you know that Jesus is your Savior and Lord. That address is churchoffice at brittdavid.org. We are located at 2801 West Brit David Road, Columbus, Georgia, 31909. Thanks again for joining us here on Brit David Podcast.